Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With the holidays coming up and the end of the year approaching, things are getting a bit busy and a bit stressful. So why not take a few major things off your plate, like meal planning and grocery shopping? HelloFresh cuts out the stress of planning out your menu and delivers easy-to-follow and delicious recipes right to your door, which means you can enjoy cooking and get dinner in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh offers over 23 recipes each week, featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients for you to choose from. Choose from low-calorie, carb-smart, vegetarian, or pescatarian menus, or family-friendly, like we did. And get every single recipe packed with fresh produce sourced directly from farmers that is all pre-portioned for your convenience. That way you can cut down on grocery bills and food waste. My husband cooked up the chicken over garlic parmesan spaghetti this week, and it was so good that not only did I go back for seconds, but so did our son. Which, if you know kids, is pretty high praise. HelloFresh now owns Green Chef, which you guys know I've talked about and raved about before. My new favorite thing is to switch between the two and make a perfectly curated menu that my family loves. Now you can get a discount from both. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MorningCup10 and use the code MorningCup10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash MorningCup10. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. A mother will do anything for her son. But even as a mother, you have to know the limits. On March 1st, 1970, a man was born who, with the help of his mother, would murder at least 19 young children. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Alexander Nikolaevich Spezitsev, born on March 1, 1970, into the largest city of the Soviet Union. He was considered very small when he was born, and doctors worried he wouldn't survive. But, unfortunately, he did, though he was constantly ill for the rest of his life which might explain why he was an extremely antisocial boy with no friends and the target of frequent bullying. But he was doted on by his mother, who tried her best to shield him from his abusive alcoholic father, who eventually abandoned the family altogether. So with it being just the two of them, mother and son started doing everything together. This included Ludmila showing her son macabre photos inside of a book about criminal cases, and sharing a bed until Alexander was 12 years old. Eventually, Alexander grew to dating age and met his first girlfriend when he was 18 years old. The pair went on a walk together and, on the surface, had that sweet first love glow about them. But Alexander quickly showed his true sadistic colors when, after breaking up, he kidnapped her and tortured her in his apartment for a month before she finally perished due to sepsis. Because of his age, Alexander never saw a prison sentence for this murder. Instead, he was sent to a psychiatric prison where, in 1991, he was discharged and let back onto, quite literally, the streets. He became associated with transients and, while doing so, grew a deep hatred for the children living on the streets who he believed were the byproduct of Russia's growing democracy. 
This, coupled with the erectile dysfunction he developed after having a fellow patient insert a metal ball into his urethra and the issues from childhood that he still carried with him, made him a dangerous man. A dangerous man they were about to dub the Siberian Ripper. With the help of his always present mother, Alexander began seeking out young women and what they called street children all across Novokuznets, who he could convince to come back to his apartment where they would be tortured, killed, and on some occasions, cannibalized. All of the victims were chosen at random by either Alexander or Ludmila, while the pair wandered through the impoverished city looking for who Alexander considered a detriment to society. He, of course, saw himself as a hero to the people. On one occasion in 1996, he lured six 12-year-old boys to his apartment by telling them to accompany him in robbing the place. They had no idea that the apartment was his own and, once in the room, stabbed them with a knife. A few days later, he did the same with a 12- and 14-year-old girl on the pretext of allowing them to sell soap to make some extra money. That June, he took the lives of two girls, one woman, and a man who were all dismembered and consumed by both himself and his dog, followed by the death of a 19-year-old girl named Natalia in July and two more 12-year-old girls that following August. In total, it is believed he is responsible for the deaths of at least 19 people over the course of about a year. When her son was finished doing his work, Ludmila would dispose of any unwanted remains in the Abba River and, according to some sources, partook in her son's cannibalism. Eventually, severed heads, torsos, and arms of unidentified children started to wash up on the banks of the river, and though not immediately attributed to a serial killer, but instead to an organ smuggling ring, sent a chill of panic throughout the entire city. The last three victims to enter Alexander's apartment were lured there by his own mother under the guise of helping her open the door. He immediately attacked 13-year-old Nastya, who attempted to fight off her attacker, but was overpowered. Alexander kept her two friends, 13-year-old Zenya and 15-year-old Olya, chained up for about a month, during which he tortured them, raped them, and forced them to cut open Nastya's body and eat her remains. Eventually, Zenya herself was murdered, dismembered, and fed to Olya in a soup. Eventually, the smell in Alexander's apartment started to draw unwanted attention. His neighbors called the police earlier that summer to complain about the smell, as well as the deafeningly loud music he played and urged the police to check out his apartment. No one ever came, assuming this was just a simple civil dispute. In fact, they didn't even look into Alexander's past, because if they had, they would have seen the 1991 attack on his ex-girlfriend, that seemed eerily similar to what was happening now in Novokuznik. It would take a bit more time and a complete happenstance to finally put an end to Alexander's reign of terror. Right before the winter months began, a plumbing team entered the apartment building to try and work on the apartments before winter heating season. When they knocked on his door, he refused to let them in due to his mental disorder claiming he was locked up for a good reason. The plumbers, finding his actions odd, called the police, who eventually broke down the door, find the torso of a young girl and a severed head right out in the open. Upon further investigation, they found 15-year-old Olya Gatseva, who then gave a detailed retelling of what happened to her and her two friends. She claimed that, upon killing Nastya, Alexander 
who told them his name was Andre, forced them to cut open her body with a hacksaw. He fed her bone and some of the meat to his dog while the girls took the bigger pieces to the bathtub. She recounted how he beat the girls and stabbed them on multiple occasions, leaving them for dead. Olya was rushed to the hospital, but unfortunately died three days later from her extensive injuries. Alexander was able to escape up the roof, but was finally arrested two days later, as was his mother, who was present throughout all of his crimes. Once captured, Alexander made no effort to deny his crimes, and even if he had, there was a diary found in his apartment that contained information on each murder in gory detail. He confessed to only 19 murders, some of which could not be proven, but officers found at least 82 articles of bloody clothing and at least 40 pieces of jewelry. Alexander Nikolaevich Spezitsev was convicted of only four murders and ruled criminally insane by officials. He was committed to a psychiatric hospital on October 5th, 1999, where he resides today. His mother and sister have been forced to move away from the apartment where he took his victims. His mother, who, upon her arrest, has not uttered a word about the crimes. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on March 2nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.